Welcome to episode 45 of the Draft Lab Podcast, brought to you by MTGAZone.com. I'm your host, Josh Phillips, aka J2S Josh, and I'm joined by all-time 17 Lance Trophy leader and current dominator of New Capenna, Chris Palmiotti, aka Florida Mun. You might be asking yourself what happened to episode 44. Well, it was just so amazing that we couldn't all good conscience release it, because humanity is not prepared to fly that close to the sun. So trust us, that's definitely what it was. How's it going, my gator-loving companion? It's going quite well. Excited to uh, walk through a best three draft with my good buddy J2S Josh here. Sweet. That brings us to our weekly update. The War of the Streets has continued with King Kong Chris laying claim to everyone's gems. Most people have continued to avoid the alchemy drafts because while it's great for the economy, just tossing an extra bomb in every pack is not an enjoyable experience for most players. Luckily, we do have a nice shakeup coming with Theros Beyond Death Premier Drafts coming this week. I'm excited. There's some cool stuff going on in Theros Beyond Death, so I'll definitely be streaming some of that once it drops. I'll be playing some of it. <laughs> you know, everyone misses your stream, Josh. I know, but I don't want to put pants on. That's fair. That's fair. All right. This week, we're going to walk you through a draft of Streets of New Capenna. Chris and I both have over an 80% win percentage at best of three, so I think it'd be a great experience to hear our different takes on the picks. Full disclosure, I'm currently in a trophy streak. A hot streak. So I'm doing the draft on my alt accounts just because I don't want Josh's influence to elevate or maybe destroy my trophy streak. I'm going to wreck it. That's okay. Florida Mon is ready to draft though. We're getting ready to kick this best of three draft off and Chris is going to tell us about pack one, pick one. It's assuming the eighth person at this table clicks ready. The seat is filled. Everyone else is ready. We're just waiting on drafter number eight. And by that, we mean Eagle. Probably. We know he likes to be the last one to click ready. <laughs> I think our draft lab brethren are too busy practicing constructed. This explorer nonsense. What's constructed? Exactly. All right. We got ourselves an interesting pack one pick one in the fact that there is no clear bomb. Our rarest cut of the profits, uncommons, ballroom brawlers, Riveteer's decoy, tainted indulgence, and then Commons of note, Rafine's informant make disappear. That's about it. Here, this is interesting. There is, I think I want to take a two drop out in this pack if it's me. Riveteer's decoy, Rafine's informant are the two I'm looking at. If you take Rafine's informant, you're passing a ballroom brawlers. If you take a Riveteer's decoy, you're passing a civic gardener. Everything else is kind of not that interesting. I think Riveteer's decoy is a stronger card in a face-to-face comparison, but Rafine's performant is in white, and it's a little better to start in white. What are you thinking here, Josh? Yeah, you pretty much nailed everything that I was going to say. Okay. Where are we going with? Probably informant. Yeah. Not so fun, but I think the right choice. And I think we get a pretty good follow-up here. Take it away, Josh. Pick two, we have an Illuminator Virtuoso, a Riveteer's Requisitioner, a Celestial Regulator, and a Corrupt Court Official... And Chris's favorite card, Extract the Truth. I think it's a pretty easy Illuminator Virtuoso here. It's a great follow-up, another two-drop that can get sick if you have stuff like Majestic Metamorphosis. Yeah, and the only blue common is Celestial Regulator, but that's not really anything we have to worry too much about. The rare is missing. Easy Virtuoso, great follow-up. And when you pick up a Virtuoso early, you know you can prioritize things like Majestic Metamorphosis or other combat tricks. Or even like security bypass and kind of go the all-in combo route if the lane is open. Pack one, pick three. We see the following uncommons. Torch Breath and a Riveteer's Charm. The rare and another uncommon missing. In the common slot, Cards of Interest, Backup Agent, Girder Goons, Sparrow's Adjudicators. 
I think considering we have two white two drops already, I see no reason to not just pick up the backup agent here. Works well with Virtuoso, sets us up for counters, matters, synergies. Anything you want to add here, Josh? Girder Goons is tempting. If it was like pick five with the same choice, I might be taking Girder Goons to speculate on it. But at this point, I think you're fine just taking the backup agent. Yeah, we're definitely giving up some overall power for consistency, but I think consistency is powerful in itself in these drafts. So starting off with three white two drop is a pretty good place to be. Now, pick four is pretty interesting. We have a Gathering Throng, a Celestial Regulator, a Broker's Hideout, a Snooping Newsy, and a Disciplined Duelist. There's also a Riveteer's Ascendancy, but don't be that person, people. Don't be that person. I tried it. It's as bad as you think. It is. There's three cards here, and their power level kind of goes along with how hard they are to cast here. And I think I just want to take the Duelist because it's just such a high power level. But I would understand if Chris wanted to take Regulator. I'm with you on Duelist. Duelist just wins games. Regulators are great, especially with our start here, what we're picking up, because we already have a couple of things that I guess everything kind of has a counter synergy to them. But Discipline Duelist, we could easily end up white-green. It's going to be worth splashing in any white base deck, in my opinion. It just ends games. It's like some decks just don't have clean answers for them. Okay, uh, pack one, pick five. We do see there are no white commons left, which is a little bit of a bummer, but to be expected. I think there's one clear choice here. There's a Hypnotic Grifter and then a bunch of kind of like black filler, Ominous Parcel, Maestro's Theater. I think it's very easy Grifter. It's another counters card. I think it's the strongest card in the pack. I agree. I think it's pretty easy. Our next pack, we have Shadow of Mortality, an offer you can't refuse, but yet I can. Must be very strong-willed. Broker's Initiate, Make Disappear, Tramway Station, Mayhem Patrol still there. I think it's Make Disappear for me. I think so. Like, you can make, like, oh, you know, there's this white one drop. We have three, four white cards already. Don't we want to take that? I think the upside of Make Disappear, if we end up base white-blue, is so much better than the upside of just being a little safe with Broker's Initiate here. I take the Make Disappear. We are seeing kind of late Racto-ish signals, but we've done a pretty good job of cutting white-blue stuff. So hopefully, Impact 2, we get hooked up. And now we have a very interesting pick. The one I'm very tempted by. There's a rare in the pack still, and it's Obscure Ascendancy. And we already have four two-drops, a one-drop, and two of the base colors. There's a second Make Disappear, a Shattered Seraph, and a Quick Draw Dagger, along with some red and green filler commons. I think I take the Obscure Ascendancy here and see if we end up going that way. Black did look more open. Pick eight, we have a Forge Boss, a Witness Protection, a Plasma Jockey, and a Waterfront District. I think it's a pretty clear Waterfront District since we just took the Ascendancy. I like that. Yeah. Witness protection is another one drop for ascendancy if we end up going that route. But usually you can pick these up pretty late and there's better one drops to get anyway. Things like lackey or maybe even if we go heavy on the Kanaya Rafine's guidance. Okay, pack one, pick nine. We see some actually decent stuff wheeling. A make disappear, tainted indulgence, dig up the body, quick draw dagger, halo scarab, and then the rare cut of the profits. This was actually kind of interesting to me. We can take a second make disappear and not feel too bad about it. I think we want to be base white, so I think I take the second make disappear here. All right, and pick 10, we have Corrupt Court Official, Extract the Truth, Halo Scarab, and Paragon. I think it's Corrupt Court Official. I think that Obscura is looking pretty open. Well, white is not really open, but we might even wheel into Demir here. Yeah, I'm with you. Last pick, maybe we could have specced a little bit on that. Maybe I was a little hasty, but 
it does look like white's very cut from the right. And here, pack one, pick 11, Goldhound, Midnight Assassin, Cutthroat Contender, Sewer Croc. I know Contender's a one drop. I think I take the first Sewer Croc here. I think it's most likely to actually have an impact. Then we have Tavern Swindler, Broker's Veteran, and Psionic Poop. It is Broker's Veteran here. Yeah, it looks like if we end up white, blue, or blue, black, we could use Broker's Veteran as a filler two drop. And then we get a pack one, pick 13, dig up the body. And then a pack one, pack 14, Crooked Custodian. Definitely late black signals here. Oof. All things considered, I think there's a good shot we're wheeling into Demir at this point. We haven't seen any white on those first three picks. We might see some this pack because we didn't really pass any. But I think we have to take that as an empty signal. Mm -hmm. So looking at this pack, we have Avon Heartstabber, which is very good. Dusk Mangler. And not much else. I like Dusk Mangler over the rare. How do you feel about that, guys? I'm a little torn, actually. I don't know if our deck is set up to go super late game at the moment. Even Heartstabber is a really annoying card to deal with. It's good with like make disappears and stuff, but it has a very small chance of wheeling. So I'm okay taking the Dust Mangler. It would have a better chance of wheeling an MTGO. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, kind of a, a lot of Grixis in this pack. We see a Cemetery Tampering, Rogue's Gallery, Cormella, Maestro's Charm. Nothing that great in white. Green, we're kind of just not even going to worry about right now. There's really no way for us to get into green. And then there's a fake your own death, a rooftop nuisance. Here, I kind of want to just pick up. We already have a dig up the body. I don't think we're going to be Grixis necessarily, but we could still end up in Grixis. The first fake your own death is pretty good. Glamorous outlaw might be the right thing. I don't know. I like the fake your own death and see what wheels out of the three Grixis cards in this pack. I'm into that. Pick three. There is an inspiring overseer. There's also a waterfront district a run out of town, a jewel thief. But I think with how we wheeled away from white, that I think Rafine's Silencer is the pick here. I like Silencer a lot. It works really well with the fake your own death we just picked up. If you're running to make disappear, sometimes they do become kind of dead cards. So it's nice that we have a connive to pitch that. Let's pick that up. Sorry, Overseer. Pack two, pick four. I think the only two cards that we really care about, I still think we're seeing better signals in black and blue than almost anything else here. And there's a Wingshield Agent and a Girder Goons. I do like Windshield Age as a defensive card, but I think Goons just does so many good things that I'm okay taking a more expensive card here. I agree. Also, we could still be, if white happens to be open in pack three for whatever reason, we could still be base like black-white at this point. We're basically mostly black. And pack two, pick five, there's a cleanup crew, another fake your own death, another Girder Goons, and some cards that we don't care about. So I think we're going to go with Girder Goons number two. I agree. And at this point, I'm starting to think, okay, we really need some interaction. That's kind of what we're missing in this deck. We got solid creatures. We got like a counter spell. You know, we have a build around if we end up going that way, which it's not looking like it so far. But we don't really have any clean removal. So that's something that's starting to pop up on my radar of, hey, I should maybe prioritize that. Pack two, pick six. There's a Tavern Swindler in black. Mass Bandits, maybe the only common black. Majestic Metamorphosis, Revelation of Power. But I think we just take the land here, which is Xander's Lounge. It's the rare cycle land in the Maestro's family. I was all prepped to talk you into the lounge, thinking you were going to say metamorphosis here. But hey, since we're on the same page, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, at a minimum, it fixes for two of our colors. Plus, it's a cycle land, which is great. Yeah, really nothing to miss out there. Pack two, pick seven. There is a Make Disappear, another Girder Goons, and a Maestro's Theater of Note. I think we just take the third Girder Goons. 
Yeah, we basically have our top end here. We have our game plan. I kind of like we're just taking a bunch of black cards. It kind of leaves us open. And here I think we do the same thing. Waterfront District, Cricket Custodian, Broker's Initiate, Obscure Charm. Obscure Charm is one of the least exciting charms, in my opinion. It's more awkward than you would expect. And if we don't end up playing blue, we might want another black two drop, and Cricket Custodian fits the bill. Mm-hmm. Pack two, pick nine. We have a Tavern Swindler, Psionic Poop, Join the Maestros, and Revel Ruiner. I think it's Revel Ruiner. I'm not a huge fan of the card, but it does do work. And especially if we end up picking up a graveyard shift or something, it'll help us pitch Mangler and get some value. Yeah, and with two Crooked Custodians, three Girder Goons, we're pretty positioned to maybe have a aggro build here. And you know when Josh said, we'll see what we wheel out of the Grixis cards? Apparently the answer is everything. Cormella, Maestro's Charm, Glamour's Outlaw here. I think I'm on splashing the Maestro's Charm more than anything else, but that was a fast pick. Pick 11, it's a Waterfront District. Came back around, so that's a pretty easy pick for us over a quick draw dagger. Did you agree with that? The Maestro's Charm? Glamour's Outlaw is probably the safest. Yeah, but do we need more top end? Right. Pick 12, dig up the body versus cards that don't matter. There was a cat there, Chrome Cat. We are a little light on three-drop creatures. As we're prepping to go to pack three, we still have a couple more picks. What we're really on the lookout for is interaction. We really need some way to kill creatures, which was part of the big argument for Maestro's Charm, is it is something that can actually kill something. Exactly, and that's what I was thinking. Okay, pack three, pick one. I've lost two turns it is, so I'm just going to go. Cards of interest. There is a call in the professional, which gives us access, even though it's in red, to some interaction. If we want to stick with a black card, there's a corrupt court official. The mythic is even the score, but I don't think we are trying to even any score here. I still haven't gotten to play with that. I've played with it once. It was fine. I mean, it won me the games. I think I had enough connive where if, if it just looked clunky, I would toss it away. I'm on kind of taking up Call of the Professional just because we desperately need it. And we don't have a lot of synergy with. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Normally, I would probably lean towards Corrupt Court Official, but Black has been so open, it's probably going to wheel. Yeah. Oh, this pack is not for us. This pack is quite unfortunate. There's some good cards in Mage's Assistant, Riveteer's Decoy. The only card missing is a rare, but what we have is a fake your own death, and it's the only card to really look at here for us. You can make an argument for Riveteer's Outlook. If it looks like we're going to be Grixis, it gets the red mana. But yeah, second fake your own death is probably really good when you have two Girdagoons, Dust Mangler, Riffing Silencer. And a Corrupt Court Official already. All good stuff. You want me to take this one for you? It's a rough pack. <laughs> I don't know if I trust Chris to handle this pick. Okay. There's a bunch of cards in here, and then there's a Reservoir Kraken. And let's go ahead and crack that one in the pile. Yeah, and we might actually wheel a Tainted Indulgence, which would be pretty sweet too. This is how I like building blue-black. It's like, if we're going to splash red, it's nice just to splash it for the removal, which we have Call the Professional Maestro Strom right now, which I think are just totally reasonable splashes. Okay, pack three, pick four. We see a Waterfront District, Extractor Truth, Midnight Assassin for anything touching black, and really not much else. A Rooftop Nuisance, maybe, but I don't think we're aggressive enough to do the Rooftop Nuisance thing. Honestly, here, I would. we already have two Waterfront Districts. I don't know how many tap lands we want. I might just take the Extractor Truth. I do like this card. I was also on that, especially considering our lack of other interaction. Being able to get something out of their hand early is really useful. Yeah. Pack three, pick five is a Cormella and a bunch of cards we don't care about. So Cormella it is. Yeah. So we kind of backdoored into Grixis here, but we look like we have a pretty strong deck. Could really use a murder. Could really use even a deal gone bad. We just haven't seen those cards, but I don't think it's because people are fighting over black. Right. I think they just weren't open. Yeah. Pack three, pick six. We have a Tavern Swindler, a Backstreet Bruiser, Security Bypass, Sorkrock, Extract the Truth. 
I don't really think we're going to play any of these cards. I think Extract the Truth for the board against certain matchups is where we're at. That's where I was at. We already have a crock on the sideboard, so we could throw that in if we wanted to. Pack three, pick seven. We get a late, late, late Sleep with the Fishes. Unfortunately, there's a Tramway Station, which would be a pretty good land for us, but there's no way you take that over Sleep with the Fishes. Correct. Okay, that's cool. So we haven't seen a lick of white this pack, so I'm glad we pivoted off of that. Pack three, pick eight. There's an initiate, a witness protection, a fake your own death, wrecking crew. Is it weird that I want to get wrecking crew here? A little bit. We already have two fake your own deaths, right? Yeah. We don't have enough interaction, and that lets us bring something in against flyers, because it is best of three. That's a good argument. Pack three, pick nine. I'm glad we picked whoever we picked out of this pack. What was it? Called the professional? Yes. Because we wield the corrupt court official. So let's get in there. I do believe I called that. I think you did. It's stroke, pack three, pick ten. It's a sideboard card. It's a sample stroke over a Halo Scarab. We have enough two drops. And then there's that tainted indulgence we wield out of pack three, pick eleven. So I think we found our lane. Took us a little bit to get there. We had to throw away our first few picks, but sometimes that happens. With two corrupt court officials, do you take the rooftop nuisance over the third waterfront district? I think so. I would agree. We also have three goons. Later in the game, you can still sack it after you blitz it. And a last pick tavern swindler. Isn't that G-Guard's card? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he made an argument for it. <laughs> His argument was basically, if you're playing a aggressive deck and you need a two-drop, it's totally fine there. I don't disagree. All right, I think we can definitely cut one to get the body because we have to fake your own death. I'm okay with that. I don't like Broker's Veteran really ever. Right. So I'm going to cut that. I also don't think we really need the Halo Scarab here. I agree. And then we have a couple of choices now. I could see a few flex decisions. I would cut Tavern Swindler because it's Tavern Swindler. Yeah. So we're going down to only, you know, four two drops plus a Hypnotic Rifter. But there's two Make Disappears in our pile, which I think you can kind of use as a surrogate for a two drop creature. Same with Extracted Truth. Yes. We have only 13 creatures with two Fake Your Own Deaths. But Fake Your Own Deaths with Cormella is really, really strong. I don't know if you've ever done this, but you could basically just go slam in with Cormella as long as they don't have anything that could kind of just like block it with a four or five or something. You could just always attack with this with a fake your own death in hand, because if they block, you just fake your own death and you get back to fake your own death. Keeps on coming and keeps yeah, on coming. Yeah, four four <laughs> indestructible kind of. Don't think I want to touch any of our creatures at this point. Yeah, I like our creature base. It's nice to go, hey, you have extra creatures because of goons, and then you also have another creature with sleep with the fishes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of on the rooftop nuisance. I mean, I know they're good with girder goons, but I'm on indulgence over nuisance. Tainted indulgence, this card draw, right? Because I don't think we're gonna often hit it. We're missing the land unless we sack a land or cycle land because we don't have any of the lands that just automatically go to the yard. We don't have newsy. That's true. Yeah, we're not self milling. Yeah, that's a good point. We have two connives, but that's fair. And then we also have like built in card advantage with like girder goons dust mangler kraken is kind of like a two for one in a way <laughs> yeah okay this is fair we do have hypnotic grifter and rafine silencer and rebel Bruner to get lands into the graveyard also dig up the body self mills but i'm okay with that we could maybe sideboard that in in like a value matchup yeah i'm really happy that we took dust mangler over even heart stabber looking at this deck yeah that thing would never be turned on or at least it'd be harder to turn it on disappointed we didn't get a graveyard shift but i have to assume that's just because one wasn't opened 
Yeah, we didn't see any. I don't think people are taking that card at that table since we saw so much better black cards coming super late, like Gerger Goons, things like that. I almost called them Gerger Goonins. Why is that? It's a Goonin. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the old Gerger Goonin. We're going to find out Goonin's a slur later. Oh, I hope not. Forgive me <laughs> if it is, everyone. It's not the intention. I think Graveyard Shift is one of those cards that people still haven't caught on. Because everyone's starting to come around to Grixis, and we all know that we were pumping it up since the beginning of the format. Like, literally week one, we're like, hey, Grixis is a really good deck. Yeah. And while people do that, I think people aren't realizing how valuable Shift can be in there. Especially with Dusk Mangler, or just bringing back a Goons, anything like that. Being able to do it at instant speed is sick. Yeah, I think people... Look at the mana and they say, I have to get something that's a five drop or higher for this to make sense. And I disagree. There's cards like Corpse Appraiser, where I would totally love to just rebuy that back to the battlefield without thinking twice. Curving Girder Goons into just rebuying your Girder Goons, like blitzing it out on turn four and then rebuying it on turn five is like an amazing curve. There was a pick late there that was a Join the Maestros. And I think when you have three Girder Goons, you can make the argument for Join the Maestros. Because what happens is you go haste out the Girder Goons, you get your two drop on turn four and then turn five you could just go like curve into a join the maestros and turn the leftover two two into two four threes which is actually a really hard curve for your opponent to deal with they just took four damage and maybe you can even chip in the two damage before making that play i think it's more of a sideboard mini combo against decks that can't handle four threes well but i think i've come up on join the maestros once you have like three girder goons a little bit i would also want to have more two twos for two if i'm doing that plan yeah, that's fair. I guess it does work with Silencer, though, since you can pick something off and make another 4-3. Yeah, it works with Silencer. I think it's also good if you have Mayhem Patrols, and then you have stuff like Corrupt Court Officials. You can pump them up to, like, 2-power, and then sack them, which is pretty cool. True. Pretty good with Cormella, too, if you just need to get something out of your graveyard. Just something I thought about. It's not a great card, but I think it does have, like, a use case when you have, like, Critical Mass of Kurtagoon specifically, which we do. You guys can follow along on 17 lands. We'll have the link posted in the article. You let us know if you think there are any picks we should have done differently. We're always happy to talk about it. Everybody's opinion is valid, even if it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We didn't talk about the land. I'll just run through that real quick. I think it's a pretty easy split. So we have three red cards. It's a decent amount of red cards. We also have two double blue pips. We have a dust mangler and a ton of black two drops. So I went with six islands, six swamps, two mountains, two waterfront districts, and one Xander's Lounge to give us a basically 9-9-3 split. Do you agree with that? We also have two fake your own deaths to give us treasure. I don't know if everyone knows this. I literally never remember that fake your own death makes a treasure. For whatever reason, that clause on that card does not exist in my brain. And I forgot it yet again. I don't know why. What's wrong with me, dude? I know every card in the set, everything it does. But for some reason, I cannot remember that treasure that comes along with Fake Your Own Death. I don't know, man. I think what happened is like when I was learning the set, I like cemented it in my brain that I didn't make a treasure. And now it's so hard to unlearn that. All right, everyone. That brings us to Cool Play of the Week. Wraithbone got two Righteous Valkyries off their Celestial Vault, followed by ultimating Elspeth for five more angels hitting a cool even 100 life and giving their entire side plus four plus four. That's the type of filthy that you normally have to pay extra for. Yeah, that's also a reason why I played about two games of the alchemy draft and was like, no, thanks. Not for me. I'm not about having fun. I'm about pure, boring, grindy magic. Not about getting to 100 life and making 20 angels. 
All right. So do you have a bad beat for us? It's hard to have a bad beat when you don't lose, bro. The one bad beat I have, okay? And this is going to sound a little braggy, and I'm sorry, everyone. But I'm on an 8-trophy streak in best of three on my main account. And it could have been a 13-trophy streak if I didn't randomly go four trophies and then 0-2 and then eight more trophies. And let me tell you about this 0-2 deck, okay? Let me pull this up. Highlights of the deck include Fight Rigging, Broker's Ascendancy, Inspiring Overseer, Lagrella, Two Exotic Pets, Two Out of the Ways, Backup Age and Rafine's Informant, you know, Civic Gardeners, Luxurious Libation. I think all of my bad variants just went into the matches I played in this deck. It was just like very clunky draws, couldn't draw the right land, just flooded, stuff like that. I would consider that a bad beat. Kind of a bummer, but can't complain, really. Yeah, that sounds like just good old variants coming up to slap you from behind when you least expect it. Yep. All right, everybody. Come check out our totally free Discord where you can get deck techs, pick advice, check out trophy decks, discuss limited, or just chill. You can find the whole draft lab on Twitch at J2SJosh, Floridamon, Icky, Eagle TV, Todd Jordan, and Defor. Don't forget to check out mtgazone.com for awesome strategy articles by the Draft Lab. Well, that's 45 episodes in, and I'm baffled that Chris still puts up with me. <laughs>